What's up, world? It's Katrina. And Marlena. And this is Excess Baggage. The podcast where two friends in their 30s unpack all of life's baggage. This episode, we will be unpacking our runa woes. Okay, let's start the show. Hey, girl. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm good. Um, Trying to figure out what our weather is doing today. It's freaking raining last night, like cats and dogs. And um, was that last night? Hail last night, or maybe last night and the night before. Yeah, the night before is when it really kind of scared me because I thought somebody was in my apartment for 2.5 seconds, and then I was just like, (laughs) no, I think I think it's raining, and then all of a sudden it did. But, um, you know, <laughs> how the rain sound like somebody's in your apartment? Because I have like this uh, fake fireplace. And sometimes mm. when anybody in this apartment opens their door that's connected to me, like if I share a wall with them, it rattles. So I heard something and I was just like, what the hell was that? And then all of a sudden I, I was like, oh, that's drops. Oh, it's raining. Even though I knew it was supposed to rain. I just it just kind of came abruptly. And I'm a night owl. So I was up at 2, 2.30 when it started. And I'm just like, mm. oh, okay, I'm gonna go get into bed now. Now I can get some good sleep, get some of oh that rain. That, you know, I don't need to use the Calm app. I can just just listen outside, open the window. Meanwhile, I was asleep and it woke me up. <laughs> <laughs> so is that your baggage today? My baggage today is definitely LA's weather because I don't know what's going on. It rained, it hailed super hard, and then I woke up this morning and the sun was shining. Yeah, that's pretty much how it goes out here. Um, but, you know, I'll take this over anything. I mean, come on, look at Texas. Yeah. I, I, they're always <laughs> talking. That's not funny, but they're yes. always talking shit about us. I'm like, mm. I don't think that would ever happen here in a million years, but you know, we cross our fingers and hope not, you know, but everybody worry about a little earthquake. They worry about that, but they ain't worried about the government not paying their bills. <laughs> really? <laughs> you got a lot of baggage today. <laughs> what is happening? Well, I guess that's uh we can dive into our topic, which is our Rona woes. And yes, it has um, given me a lot of baggage. I would say over the course of a year, I think we shut down March 17th or something like that. And I remember being at work thinking like, okay, what the hell is going on? We got to pack up everything and leave like right now. I think the first thing I thought of was I went out with a group of people to a bar like maybe a week before and it was packed. And so I just kept thinking like, okay, so shit is spreading. And I was just in this packed bar in Hollywood. And, you know, I'm I'm talking Hollywood, Hollywood Boulevard. So that attracts a lot of tourists. So I just kept thinking. Yeah, so you were freaking out. (laughs) I was like, I for sure have this shit. I have this shit. And turns out I didn't have it. And my my birthday is in March. So March 31st, I had a whole party planned and I had to tell everybody like, oh, well, you know, bars are closed. And um, just like my close, close, like people that are like, 
um, really close with, they came to my house and I was shocked that they came because I was just like, everyone was in panic, but I think it was good. It was like a good uh, send off of like, yeah, I'm probably not going to see you in a while. So they came right. over, everyone was masked up and we just kind of sat in a semicircle just away from each other. <laughs> one, one of my friends, I won't put him on blast, but he had on like a real life, like everything. Like he was completely like covered off into the corner. Like, oh, wow. Everybody like in the kitchen area while everyone was in the living yeah. room. He was like, I'm here. It was serious. <laughs> he was like, I'm here, but you know, uh, happy birthday from over here. I'm not playing with y'all. So <laughs> it, it still, it, it was good to see them. And now we're coming back. And we're back in March and I yeah, still I was about to say you, feel the same. You're a couple weeks away from that second Rona birthday. I am. The second Rona birthday is real. <laughs> and I'm still trying to figure out what I'm comfortable with doing or actually not my comfortability, but other people. How do they feel? Because I know that I need to get out of this apartment. So <laughs> if someone is going to be celebrating with me, I will not be at this location. Hey, I respect it. We got to get out at some point. Right. <laughs> I'm going crazy in these four walls. Yeah. Just living alone this entire time has been really hard. It's been really hard. I think right after, you know, after 2020 happened and everyone was so anxious to get out of 2020, um, we wanted to get rid of our president. I mean, we had a lot of things going on. <laughs> we had a lot of things. We, we had a lot of things going on we were trying to do. And so once 2021 happened, I had like a like, yeah, we're out of 2020. And then it quickly changed because I knew that yeah, this is probably going to be another year of adjustment because I just don't know the what they're going ain't to gone do. yet. It's not gone yet. And I just don't know what they're going to do with crowds. Right. I just don't know. I don't know if we'll ever go back to the way that it was all. I mean, just think about it. Like we were for a long time. We were around people all the time, all All the the time, time. like no covering, just out here all willy nilly and just doing whatever in L.A. Yes. (laughs) And, you know, going to bars and clubs and doing all these different things. And I'm just like, whoa, I don't I don't know if that's going to all up on each other. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm a and I'm a dancer. I like to dance like that. Like that's my version of working out. <laughs> I just <laughs> it's, it's true because I'm not like a person that likes to work out. I'm just not right. And so I would go to Echoplex and different places to dance. Like that was my outlet. And so all that stuff just completely. I'm just looking yep. at it now. Like Gone. we were sweating, like all up on each other, breathing Nasty. on each other, doing all kind of stuff. <laughs> And yes. I know, and I know that like the probability is not like you know you getting a cold versus the I don't know what it is, right? But at the same time, yeah. it's like I don't want none of that. Uh, I had none of none of none of that. Not <laughs> right. Not any of the stuff that they were reporting, at least on the news, because right, it was just too many stories that I could not turn a blind eye, and I had to get off. Mm. Like, Yeah, I stopped watching the news because they either focus on things that don't apply to anybody or they focus on all the worst things and all the news coverage about Corona. And it was just too much. Like I was. I couldn't I couldn't watch it. I felt I felt like I was getting more anxious and 
depressed just watching the news all the time. So I just, I stopped to the point where like, if I go to my parents' house and they're watching the news, I'm like, hey guys, can we watch something else? Cause I don't really want to watch a movie and we don't even right. be watching it half the time, but I don't even want to hear it because it's, it's too much. Yeah. What is it with parents and watching the news? I don't, I, is it an older generation thing? Because every time... No. I go to my grandparents' house. I'm just like, dog, y'all have been watching CNN, MSNBC. You go to Fox just to oh, get dang. angry and go back to what you like to watch. Yes. Um, you just want to see what they're saying about y'all on Fox. I, I, what? Like, <laughs> but what gets me, it. though, is it's it's not even that they are watching it, but like every news channel is reporting the same thing and nothing's changed. So you don't have to watch like... <laughs> the two o'clock, the four o'clock and the six o'clock. Like you're just going to watch it all day. It's the same story. It's a, it's, it's an all day thing. And yes. my grandmother has it on, um, you know, the split screen, like where you can watch four channels at the same time. So <laughs> she's like, okay. And I'm like, how are you even be able to pay attention to what each person is saying? You just, this is, that would confuse me altogether. Cause yeah, <laughs> it's just too much. So <laughs> Um, that is a lot. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I had to stop with the news. I'm really not a news watcher. You know, I listen to NPR and I listen to like before I go to bed for some reason. It's kind of soothing, which it isn't. <laughs> I listen <laughs> to Pod Save America because I always think that like mm. those guys, I just like the way that they talk. Like they're just three white guys, very smart white guys. I mean, they worked for Obama. They, you know, speech writers for Obama and a, a host of other accolades. But they they just seem to me that they know what they're talking about. But then it's also like just the the swiftness of how they just like talk shit. Mm. <laughs> and they're like, how can you do that? You know, it's just something about the way that they talk that I, I right. like listening to them. So I'll listen to the news just to get little excerpts here and there. And then right. I can't run away from it really because online, on Facebook or in anything, everywhere, ABC, yeah. like they'll put, post something and then, I'm on Instagram and you see all these videos. It's just, it's right. everywhere, whether you want want it or not, unless you just cut it out altogether, which I know you took a break from social media. I think I'm still on break from social media. <laughs> <laughs> I said that to nobody, but I haven't really been on there like that. Yeah. I mean, but that's good though. I think it's good. It's healthy, especially during this time because, yeah. you know, the pandemic, people are online real hard. Like it's, oh it's my gosh, people yes. have extra time. So there's all kinds of videos. I guess I'm just on there for the memes, really. I'm I'm on there for the good laughs. I'm not, I'm not, I'm here for a good time. I'm not trying to, right. I'm not trying to start no beef. I'm not trying to do anything. I'm just here for a good time. That's all I use social media for. I don't use it, you know, I'll use it to promote this podcast and, and things. But other than that, I'm here for a good time. That's it. That's all I and I don't have more time. I have less time. I've been working more in the middle of Corona than I have ever worked. So I don't have as much time to be on social media. And I'm really on social media for business promotion. My business is on there. I get clients from there, all of that. So I stay on there semi-presently so that my business can stay present because that is necessary in today's day and age. But other than that, y'all could miss me with the social media. 
I'm good. How has that been like working as a therapist? Have you noticed any trends with your clients? I mean, I would assume oh, anxiety, of course. Um, <laughs> <Roll the roots>. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, yes. Anxiety is out of control. And for all the reasons, right? Like anxiety about health, anxiety about work and income, anxiety about being able to get your needs met toilet paper, groceries, all the things. Um, they were then, tripping on that toilet paper, though. I would <laughs> like to interject. Okay, you selfish people. What are you doing? I, I never went into a, a grocery store and saw zero toilet paper. I, no toilet paper. No toilet paper. I was so shocked that this girl. Was, they were rationing the toilet paper at the grocery store. You, oh yeah, they said one per what? one per person or whatever. Per household, I was like, yeah. What? Yes. That was so really people insane. were really stressed about that for good reason because that is a basic necessity these days. We're not out here wiping our ass with trees. So we need, yeah. People were buying, um, no, but I had a friend of mine bought a bidet. He was like, the bidet was the best purchase that I made during the pandemic. Cause I was like, wow. goodbye to toilet paper forever. I don't need toilet paper. And I was just like, you live in an apartment, you're using a bidet. I don't know. I, <laughs> I Maybe bidets are non-expensive. I don't know. I haven't looked into it, but I'm just like, I thought that's what it we're... sounds fancy. So. It, sounds, it sounds a little fancy to me, but I mean, do you, boo? I mean, whatever works. But does that eliminate toilet paper? I would say no, <laughs> because... I don't think so either. I still want to be like, can you still wipe your ass? But somebody yeah. said that, like, who was it? Someone, I was talking to someone, they were talking about that. They were like, oh, well, yeah, I just used that. And they, oh, they just used wipes. That's what they told me. They just used wipes mm. and they didn't use toilet paper. And I was just like, how? I So you just leave yourself just like a little damp? Like you just stay damp. And they're like, yeah, but mm. it's not that bad. I mean, it's not that bad. <laughs> I was just like, I don't know. I need both. I don't understand the wipes over. No, <laughs> no, you don't say no. <laughs> I need both. I, 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 I would prefer both because I don't want to be damp. I mean, <laughs> that's how stuff starts happening down there. That you don't want happening. <laughs> but I, I can kind of understand the wipes because at least you're like actually wiping something like you're getting rid of things true <laughs> you're not just like rinsing i don't know i don't know how we got here anyway <laughs> back to, back to mental, health. mental health and you working <laughs> as a therapist <laughs> but yes people's anxiety is really high um i think there were a lot of waves though like now that we're at the year mark i'm realizing there were definitely waves there were moments where people were like, okay, I think I got the hang of this. I think I'm good. We're moving. And then it was like, oh, no, I don't. This is isolating and depressing. And I miss my friends and my family. And then especially being in LA, it was really bad because we kept opening up and then closing again, which I think was making it a lot worse for people. It was one thing when it was like people were starting to get used to just being closed and they were starting to settle into that. But that right. back and forth, I think, was harder for people. So then things started getting better and then people got hopeful and then things started getting worse and then people got hopeless again. So it's been a lot. But my phone has been ringing off the hook. 
I mean, let's be honest. I'm grateful. Somebody got to pay their bills. You got to get the court. <laughs> right. <laughs> but at the same time, it has been a lot. It's yeah, it has been a lot. I just feel like I was one of those people. Uh, starting mm. out, I was really good. I was good because I grew up, I have siblings, but they're half siblings. And I grew up with my grandparents. So I kind of was an only child. So I have spent a lot of time alone and entertaining myself. (laughs) So I was okay for a majority of it until, like I said, like as soon as we got out of 2020, it's just something shift. I was just like, oh man, like we're going to be here for another year. I just started thinking about all the plans that I had. Um, right. You know, in April, I was supposed to, last April, our mutual friend, Sam, Samaria, we were, uh, she was getting married. And so oh, I was supposed yeah. to be in Portugal for her wedding. I was in the wedding. Uh, and then I was going to make a trip of it. So I was like, oh, I'm going to go to Portugal. And then I'm going to go. I forgot um, about that. I'm going to go to Spain. And then after Spain, then I'm going to end in Paris. And I had this nice, like I had everything that I wanted for that trip right. in line. And then everything just was done, done for that. And then September, I was supposed to be in another wedding for a friend of mine. And so she went on and got married, but she she still is in the thick of it right now, having to replan right. again. And, you know, they keep pushing back the date. And so I was just was thinking about all the plans and things that I had that I was going to do and how now it's just like even this year, it's, it's not looking really up. Not I know they say, promising. they say like, oh, we're going to start opening up and all these things. But you're right. Like when they were going back and forth, it was a little weird. It was a little weird and people were getting mad at the governor. Like, what are you doing? They're still mad. They're actually trying to recall him. (laughs) They're really mad at him because restaurant industry and just having like all these people losing their businesses and things like that. But mm-hmm. I I really can't just like point the blame at him. I think this entire situation was fucked from the beginning, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. Because we had our federal government, I felt, did not have a, a plan. Everything was just kind of, you know, 45 really didn't know what he was doing. And it was evident every time they would come on TV, right. say anything, you're like, Nah. And then he just kind of said, well, just leave it up to the states. They'll just do whatever. And to and me, that never goes well. No, that was a mistake. <laughs> and that, then all of our counties are doing different things, too. So it's not like we can even get we can't get the whole country on the same page. We can't even get a whole state on the same page. Like OC was out here wilding, just whatever they wanted to do. Yes. And they're way too close to us. So that just made it a lot harder for us. I know I had to go to I had to go to the OC for um, work. I had to pick up something and I went to the mall out there at uh, South Coast Plaza. And I mean, everyone had on their mask, obviously, because it's indoors. Right. But when I tell you that mall was packed. Yes. I mean, packed. I was I was really confused. I was just like, <laughs> is there a pandemic going on or no? Because like. The OC didn't believe so. They didn't, really didn't believe it. And when I went in there, I had to pick up something. I told the girl, I was like, hey, I already paid everything. Just I'm just picking up. I'm in and out. But these people are like, 
there was a two hour wait to get into one store. Oh, and they're just like, goodness. oh, we'll come back and we'll just keep browsing around. I was like, two hours? You coming back for two hours? Not me. No. So yeah, they were on a whole nother level over there. But yeah, I just felt uh, just a shift happened just when we got into this and totally started feeling depressed. And even now, like I feel good right today. But the last couple of weeks, I've been in bed most of the time and mm. not taking care of myself the way that I normally do. Just staying in my pajamas, really, and just right. working from my phone. Because everything I do is just, you know, Zooms or right, um, right, or emails or, you know, stuff for my boss. So during that time, I was just like, I just can't do it you know, sit in here mm-hmm. in the dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> at least I was still eating and stuff, but I just wasn't taking care of myself the way that I know that I should have been and getting sunlight and just being, they call me M. Lively. Actually, uh, a friend of mine named me that, Allie, uh, she named me that uh, Lively. She's like, you're just always so happy. You're just, you're just so lively. She always used to say that to me all the time. And that's where M. Lively kind of was born. Uh, and I just have not been feeling that way. And it's weird because it's March too. And usually I'm on another level in March because, you know, airy season is upon us. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to all the Aries out there. We rule the world. But um, (laughs) I'm usually super pumped, but I've been in a funk and not feeling good at all. And I actually tweeted about it. I haven't used Twitter in quite some time, but I tweeted that I just was not feeling it, just not feeling it, you know, even though I didn't think anybody would see it. And, uh, because I haven't used Twitter in forever. And so, but like a few of my friends reached out and that meant a lot to me that like, they were like, wait, whoa, whoa, (laughs) what you mean? What's going on with you? And and I'm like, you know, it's just one of those things. Like, I don't think I'm going to stay there, but I've definitely been been saying like, oh, maybe I should take St. John's wort. It's like a mood balancer, you know, that has helped me in the past whenever I felt kind of like down um, because I'm not really into going. I I don't really, unless you need to be prescribed like something for real, for real. Like I try to stay away from that because I already have, you know, I'm always taking, I I suffer from migraines. So I'm always taking something and I'm just like, I don't want nothing else. I don't want to take anything else unless it's like absolutely necessary. So supplements or something like that is is where I would think would help be helpful. Yeah, I think for me, things started to go kind of downhill around September also for my birthday. I had plans, <laughs> outside beach plans, and everybody was on fire in California. So on yeah. top of... <laughs> I do, rem- I do remember that everybody was on fire and I was like I'm gonna go to the beach and it's just gonna be me and a couple friends and we can socially distance at the beach but I just want to be naked on somebody's beach somewhere and Santa Barbara was on fire in the nude um, <laughs> bucket naked I, I, I think <laughs> Malibu or wherever over that way was on fire San Diego was on fire. Like everybody was on fire. And then I was just like, okay, so we're not going to the beach. We're not going to do anything. And that was during the time when it had gotten so bad. We were getting like ash and everything in Eagle. Oh yeah, there, definitely. I over here at my apartment, I had, I was like, 
I need to leave the valley because it just was smelling <laughs> so bad. Like it felt like the yeah, fire was, was by me, like in my apartment. I was like, it was the next door. Like, why do I smell this so close? Because everything was like the air was just pushing it yeah. down to us. And my grandmother said she kind of because she's an Inglewood and, and she was just like, she kind of smelled and she saw ash or whatever. She's like, what is going on over, <laughs> over the hill? I'm like yeah girls on fire there was about a week where there was ash on my car every day that i went outside like more and more it was that bad um and then of course you know winter weather doesn't help although in la we don't get a ton of winter weather it's still like there's less sun the days are shorter it gets darker earlier we're just not getting as much sunshine blue skies and so that messes with everybody's mood too it was definitely messing with mine this whole excitement over 2021 i still haven't gotten to that i still feel like we're on in the same year 2020 all over again <laughs> i will <laughs> I, I i keep telling people i'm probably although i'm turning 33 i want to tell people that i'm 32 i just want to keep telling people i'm 32 because i feel like <laughs> Last really, year don't count. It don't count. I didn't really live out my 32nd year, but I, I'm going to go with it. It's my Jesus year. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm, y'all going to get these photos. Okay. I'm going to be 33. I'm good with it. It's fine. But at the same time, I just feel like, yeah, it's just 32.0. Like it's, just, <laughs> you know, it just doesn't feel, I don't know. I just feel bad overall for everyone just our society <laughs> i just feel bad for our society i do i just think about it i i've been really sitting here and thinking about just our kids and how you know they're you know didn't get to go to school they didn't get to have mm -hmm. um experiences being you know even if they're a junior or a senior whatever age that they are at they didn't get to have experience that year and they still have still right. on, on zoom some of them are and yeah, it just sucks. It just sucks. And I think somebody, I don't know, maybe we should start a side hustle, but I really been thinking about it. I was just like, maybe we should start a side hustle and just be promoting just like, hey, you know, Rona year, you missed your prom. Well, guess what? We gonna, we gonna do a prom for you or whatever. We gonna make it like it was 2020. That would be dope. You know, or cause who the hell wants to drive through? They was doing drive through graduations. Like yeah. what? Which actually, Mm, maybe that's not so bad. Graduations are boring. Who wants, are boring. Who wants to and you'd be sitting in there forever. Oh my God. I just remember my last graduation. Go on my robe, take my picture. Burning up in the sun. Here. You just sitting there in the sun <laughs> baking for somebody to say one name. You're just like, yep. I guess, but um, <laughs> I guess the graduation, not so much, but like prom, homecoming, those things yeah. that they're you know, that they missed out on. I think there should be a redo or something, you know? Yeah. I don't even know if we can get to the point of planning that yet, though, because we're still in it. So even if there was a redo, it might not be for another year. That's true. <laughs> like, Two years later, you're like in college. Right. You're like, I'm going to my prom. Like, what? <laughs> but I'm listen, you prom. won't be the only one. Because right. They should just do everybody. Just everybody show up. Like, did you miss prom? You missed prom back in 1963. You <laughs> come on, you get dressed up. Everybody just look fabulous and call it a day. I'm thinking it's going to be a trend. It's going to be a trend. It should be. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I just want things to go back. And I know they're not going to go back the, the way that they were, but 
I'm just really missing normalcy. And I think everyone is, you know, even yeah. if you're a home, even if you're a homebody, this is way over the top homebody. This is oh, absolutely. Because I'm a homebody and I'm sick of it. <laughs> and- I, I work from home and I've been working from home since before the pandemic, but like I would go to coffee shops and work or go to like a little, um, I don't know, like a little food place and eat and work and do all of that. And I would go outside and be around people and I would meet up with people, but I like being at home. I'm definitely a homebody, but I don't want to be at home 24 seven. I mean, I miss, I miss restaurants and I know that they've been, they were doing that outdoor thing, but here's the thing. I'm I'm not paying top dollar and we sitting on a curb or we, um, are we in the parking lot? Like I went to Mastro's in Newport beach. Cause I was just like, okay. Like that was one of the one times I went to a restaurant and said outside. I went like two, two times last year. Yeah. But one of the times was there. I was like, oh, I'm going to do it up. I'm you know, F it. I'm just going to go. They're open. So I went and it just was not, <laughs> I, we were in a parking lot. Like I just couldn't get over the fact that like, this isn't, this ambiance is not it. It just wasn't it. And that, you know, that yeah, place no. is hell expensive too. I was just like, yes. no, no, not for me. Yeah. Um, but I know they're starting. I read that they're saying that uh, 2 million of LA County has been vaccinated. So now they feel like, they can open up indoor dining, but it has to be 25% capacity. And I'm like, so mm. what is that? Like 10 people? Like, I, what are you saying? Like, Two these, tables? <laughs> how, many, how many tables are we talking? But that, what that's saying is that it's going to be a hell of a long line anywhere you go. Yep. To be seated. Yeah. It's going to suck. I'm, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm just ready for some, some live music. That's my thing. Live music. Hopefully I, there'll be some outdoor concerts. The weather. Well, I was going to say the weather's getting nicer, but I don't know. <laughs> you know how spring is. Spring is trash. Sometimes it's really, really nice. And then other times you're like, wait a minute, yo. Like I need a full on for real, for real jacket. It's cold. This wind is right. not playing games. But and uh, yeah, I just miss concerts. I. hmm. And this might sound crazy, but this is part of the reason why I made the decision that I'm probably I'm going to get the vaccine because I have a feeling that Ticketmaster and these places are going to be like, well, are you vaccinated? I feel like these businesses are going to start asking these questions, either that or they're going to be like, you need to get tested right now, you know, to enter the facility, you know, enter the building. Now, if they do that, then, you know, I might forgo it but they have you know who knows what they're gonna do but just going around my grandparents travel yeah that too like i don't want this vaccine at all like y'all can miss me just act like katrina don't exist (laughs) y'all not putting no shots in my body of nothing i'm good but i'm nervous that that is gonna prevent me from traveling and you know i like to travel yeah me so that's gonna be a problem yeah i'm just crossing my fingers and hoping that like the places i want to go are like no you're good just get a test and you're good but (laughs) (laughs) but i'm all for passing this test and telling y'all like i'm good but i don't if y'all start requiring vaccines we gonna have a whole problem i'm gonna have to start i don't know claiming somebody's exemption yeah well i've never gotten the flu shot because I've never had the flu. 
So I just felt like, why do I want to put a dead flu in me? I just never, I really never wanted to get it in every time. And it seemed every time I saw someone get the flu shot, at least at my job, because they would give it out if you wanted it, the person would end up getting like hella sick afterwards. And I was just like, hmm, no, maybe not. (laughs) Working out like they said it would. No. And they don't yeah. look good. I was just looking at it like they don't look good. <laughs> so I'm um, I'm gonna stay over don't, here. Don't yeah. No, I don't get the flu shot either. I don't think I've gotten a flu shot since like college. I think I got it like the first year of college and that was it. I don't think I've gotten it since college. So yeah, no, I I really don't want to do it. The only thing that would convince me is if like airlines start requiring it. Yeah. I don't know. I I'm not afraid to get it or anything. I whatever. I, how many things have I gotten that I, you know, how many shots I've gotten? I don't know what the hell's in those shots. And they're just like, this is a requirement. You have to get your, you know, tetanus and you got to get this. I don't know what's all in those things. I don't. So I'm not going to claim to know. And, you know, if this gets us back on or, you know, if enough people get it, I, I don't think everybody is. And that's your personal choice. Do you? Um, yeah. But, if this helps us to like kind of turn the wave of like being able to like not walk around nervous, then, you know, I'm going to do it. And really, if anything, really, it should be majority of the like elderly, elderly people. They should be like for real, for real. I feel getting it. I don't know if their immune systems can handle it, can handle or They yeah. can't, you know, a lot of those people who right. died were older. And there was some right. strands that got younger people, but I feel like most of the people were pretty old. So <laughs> right. I feel yeah. like they should be first ones and the healthcare workers, you know. So I'm waiting my turn, you know, even though I've heard a lot of people who, <laughs> who were like, I just showed up and there were, they had it like extra. Oh support. yeah, there's a lot of that going on. And let me tell you, these people, <laughs> it, they coming into the community, girl. They coming into the black community. Oh, White people I are coming know. over here so they can get the vaccine. They're like, what? That where is, is it? That's terrible. They're like, what? We're there. <laughs> They're like showing is, up. They're showing up. That is privilege at its finest. Yeah. And my cousin who got it, who's he's young. He's like 20 five years old he got it and he was just like i was in the standby line and it was nothing but white people he was like it was all white people and then he said that because of uh because it was supposed to be for the community the lady who was taking people like from the standby line like only picked black people she's like you you and you Good. and then she was like <laughs> Good <and then> she, <laughs> she was like well uh yeah, we're out of them. So uh, try to try again tomorrow. And that's what she did. And I was just like, that's cold blooded. But I mean, I get it. <laughs> get it too. I mean, you can't, you don't know if these white people lived in the neighborhood. You so, don't okay, know. Whatever. But, but mean, at the same time, like, let's be real. You are in this neighborhood where predominantly it's not you. And you are coming here for this vaccine. That is terrible gentrification they want everything don't even get me started on that that's a whole episode in and of itself that's true um (laughs) so do you have any tips or do we have any tips for people on how to stay sane like to keep staying sane because (laughs) we are i I mean i i I bring back your sanity right because it's i really believe it's going to be not until 2022 we really gonna 
see something. Yeah. I think that I, I, it really depends on the person, to be honest with you. I think the best thing that I could say is find a bubble and stick with it. <laughs> Have a bubble of people that you can communicate with, whether it be people on Zoom or on the phone or um, that you can socially distance with outside or be in closer proximity if that's your thing, if y'all feel safe enough to do that. But it's, it's, I think at this point, it's just having community as much as possible. Speaking to what you were talking about earlier, I think also having a routine is really important because when we don't have a routine and we kind of just stay in this like, oh, I'm just going to lay on the couch or lay in the bed and not get dressed. I think that's when it starts to get really challenging. Um, at least I know for me it does. And I've heard a lot of people say the same thing. So having a routine, getting yourself up and moving, try to get outside if you can, unless you in some of these states that are covered in snow and ice. But try to get a little bit of sun. But I think that's it. I mean, we just have to do the best that we can. And find yourself a therapist if you're having a really hard time, because if this is not if this, if there's any time to, to be in therapy, this is it. It's true. I, this is it. It was hard for me. I have a therapist and it was hard for me to get in contact with him because it was so booked like he's booked mm -hmm. and blessed. OK, he <laughs> I'm just like, and busy, y'all. I'm like. Okay, you got any cancellations? Like, what's going on? You know, and he was just totally booked up. But then um, he started realizing that I was asking like more frequently, I think. Like, mm -hmm. and then he's like, okay, I think Marlena really needs to talk to me. So he's like, oh, 9 a.m. I know it's early, but can you do it? I'm like, I'll roll out a bit. I'll do it. Hey, listen, we work it out. Right. Yeah. I increased my therapy to once a week for for a few months in the summertime when things got really, really heavy and busy with work. And then when they started to settle down a little bit, I went back to every other week. Um, and that was really helpful. It was just nice to have something that I can consistently use as like a support. But yeah, so find y'all a therapist, find y'all the squad that y'all can communicate with. Y'all are all on the same page as far as how y'all are operating in this pandemic. And just do the best you can. Be gentle with yourself because this is where we at. Yeah. I think for me, a tip would be to cook. Cook and listen to music. I think those are the things that have helped because, well, first of all, I love, I'm a big music lover, but I feel like it just puts you in a better mood. And Absolutely. with cooking, you're concentrating on something else. So you're not really in your head. <laughs> you know, you're not really, you're trying not to burn this food or you're trying to cut this without cutting yourself. You know, you're like, you're, you're really trying to, zone. you're in the zone, right? So you're, I think that would be good. And then I, I would say writing, also, just writing down your thoughts, um, getting it out. And and then, like you said, like reaching out to your friends and things, because I know I've been using FaceTime way more than I've ever used it because mm -hmm. talking on the phone, I guess because I'm at home and I'm not at, I'm not at work. I can, I can like be like, OK, yeah, I can FaceTime with you because like I can right. do 
multiple things and I'm not actually at my job. So I think FaceTime has really been cool as, you know, technology has taken us so far. It has. And I am so thankful that we had so much technology before this hit because I don't know where we would be if we did not. It would have been a mess. That's true. I would have been out here trying to see clients in person, having my own issues with anxiety, trying not to trying not to freak out about getting sick. I was like, no, I'm going to online. That's it. I'll see you on the video. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is really helpful because, you know. LA traffic is trash. So um, I remember when I would be going to my <laughs> appointments, I'm always just like, damn, am I going to have time to look for parking? <laughs> What's going on? You know, it's always just, just, I would come into my therapist's office, just flustered, just like, he's like, okay, mm-hmm. let's take a minute to center yourself. And I'm like, okay. That is the other thing, though, especially in L.A., I feel like there are a few of my clients who were like, oh, I feel better, like at the beginning, because they weren't worrying about driving to work and the stress of being in the office. And a lot of us work so far away from home um, that that traffic and getting up and all of that was more strain on them. So a lot of people are enjoying working from home. It is nice to some degree. It is. But. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, I never thought in a million years, I would say, I can't wait to get back to work <laughs> I, because you just don't realize the drama of it all. Like yeah. <laughs> work while this is, it, it does feel good not to deal with that. You also create, if you're in a good, you know, if you have a good job or, you know, a good career, you created a family within that yeah, that nine to absolutely. five or those hours that you're with them. So you're always talking about your problems or you're listening to someone else's problems or you're doing it. You're like, you know, street therapist. So you're just kind of like, so what's going on? Well, your you know, workers are say. not your therapist. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said street therapist. I'm not saying uh-huh. take not. I'm not saying for sure. Take their advice, but sometimes. <laughs> Some of those things you'd be like, okay, wait a minute, look, Listen. I don't know everything, but you sounded a little crazy. Maybe you should step back and look at what you're saying and then come back to me. But uh, yeah, I, I miss work. I miss being in that environment, going to lunch. You know, I went went out to lunch. Well, I, I saved a lot of money because I went out to lunch a lot uh, with my coworkers. Luckily, I had that privilege, but um yeah, I would just say just I miss that. And like before, like saying about living alone, check on your friends that live alone, seriously, because please, although we are not OK, although I'm thankful that God placed me in a pandemic without children, it would be nice to have <laughs> some people uh, or a husband. Somebody. It would be nice to have somebody here because sometimes it is you do go a little stir crazy. So, hmm. You know, absolutely. So, Katrina, what do you think is the best thing you've bought during this pandemic? Oh, what is the best thing that I've bought during this pandemic? I don't even have an answer for that. <laughs> um, you know what? All of my like bath and body products, because I just got into this space of like, I'm just going to take a nice bath. 
and I'm going to buy myself a body scrub and I'm going to do all the things. And so I have candles and my little body scrubs and my bath salts and all of that because I needed some relaxation. And I think that is the best thing because I just I look forward to going to take a bath when I'm stressed, when I've had a long day. Um, I run me some nice hot water, throw some bath salts in there. And then I have my body scrub and my candles and I just vibe out. I think that has been the best thing. And I, I just would like to note, your girl was struggling financially before the pandemic hit because I was just starting this business and getting everything off the ground and paying off debt doing that. So this is a simple pleasure that I haven't been able to enjoy in a while. And now I've been able to enjoy it again. So I think that's the best thing that I bought during the pandemic. That's good. What about you? Um, <laughs> oh, I, so I would say, and I don't know who's going to be listening to this, but you know, sorry, mom, but I would say that <laughs> <laughs> buying trees, you know, has been my like biggest marijuana. Person. Yes. Marijuana. Let's be real about what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> has helped me. Honestly, it has helped me because I am such a social person and I love mm. being around people and having that community and I mean, not having that community has been really hard for mm-hmm. me. So it's kind of helped me to get out of my head and kind of just shrug my shoulders and be like, fuck it. I guess this is, it is <laughs> what it is. So I'm not constantly over analyzing and overthinking every single thing. So that's been like my little vibe, just a little, whatever, you know, little, little something, something, and then turn on D nice D night. I mean, D nice is really club quarantine and D nice shout out yes. to them. They really Absolutely. saved me throughout this whole pandemic because having that community, being able to just get these jokes off and just laugh. And even though you're not with the people, but just type in, you're just reading all these comments and things. Right. It, it feels like, you know, these people because you've been doing the same thing for over a, a basically a year. Right. Absolutely. Uh, Yo, so, artists really came out and like, supported and I don't, I don't know I don't know how we would have made it without I know without black artists in this moment and verses like verses just like planning the weekend you know just like oh there's mm-hmm. gonna be a oh I'm gonna ha- make a little cocktail and I'm gonna do this you know like right like and it's it's an event even though you're at right home. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just felt like those things really helped me so shout out to Timberland and Swiss and D nice. I'm really, really um, proud of the, that they were able to just be there for the people and, you know, use music. Make it happen. We needed music to help. Yeah. To help people. So yeah. All right. Shout out to all the people making bath salts and selling marijuana. We appreciate you. you. (laughs) Uh, listen, that's how we got through. We done made it a year. So this next segment is called Roses. So Marlena, how did you come up with this segment for Roses? So Roses actually was born uh, from a saying that Black people say all the time, like, you got to give them, you got to give them their roses while they're here. 
And mm-hmm. I just noticed that that's a common saying, but I wasn't sure people were actually doing it, especially not that I've been to a lot of funerals, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, it'd be the main ones in the front cutting up like, Lord, take me now and stuff. And like, yeah, yeah. But was you really about them when they were here? I don't know. Like, right. did you tell them how you right. felt about them. And, uh, and it also came from, uh, it also came from Ryan's Roses on Kiss FM because I used to mm-hmm. drive with my, uh, ride with my grandmother in the morning and we would always listen to how they would offer someone a dozen roses. Who do you want to send them to? And they almost never sent it to their significant other or <laughs> it was always like a side piece or something real crazy. And you're just like, whoa, like what's going That's on nice. out here? This is super messy. <laughs> so I know it's not the same. I wanted to put a positive spin on it. You know, right. just pay homage. <laughs> but it's really, it has something to do with that too. Just listening to just all the drama. And so I figured once, you know, we get more episodes in, we can have people write in who they want to, we can shout out who they want to give their roses to. I just mm. think it's a good idea to pay homage to people while they're here if they've made an impact on your life. Absolutely. Okay, so Marlena, who are you giving your roses to today for our first roses segment? So our first roses segment, I would say that it's only natural that I would give it to my grandparents. They have supported mm. me like no other. Um, shout out to them holding it down in the square since 86. Um, I always say that because <laughs> where they live, they uh, were like with one of the first families in there to purchase property. So I always feel like where they live is theirs. And uh, right. they've been together for over 50 years. And it's just, which is low key crazy in my book, but <laughs> I celebrate black love all the time. But I always just think about just like, damn, 50 years, like a long, that's a long time. And I'm sure just as a person, you know, growing and becoming, I feel like, you know, every year or maybe not every year, but at least every decade, you're not the same person that you were and the still. Absolutely not. Right. Exactly. So to still be with that person and create a life with them and mm-hmm. provide for their family is, is simply beautiful. And so shout out to my grandfather. You know, he is somebody that I really admire. He started his own business and basically was an entrepreneur, you know, and took a chance on doing that as a black man mm. in the late eighties, early nineties. And for him to be able to buy two houses in his lifetime, make sure that his family is taken care of, you know, although, you know, we all struggle at times or whatever, my grandfather never really um, lost his wit or just the Mm -hmm. person that he is. I feel like he's just one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Although my grandmother would might say something different, um, but that's just married, <laughs> married life. life, right? <laughs> it's just married life. And there's nothing you can do about that. You know, I'm not, <laughs> but to me, he's one of the nicest people. And he always, you know, encouraged me in anything that I was interested in as well as my grandmother, but he was just always supportive of me. And I, I have nothing bad to say about that man. You know, he has a schedule. He keeps that schedule. He is up 
at 7 a.m. Um, you know, he used to wake me up to go to school and everything on the dot. And he would sing uh, like Usher uh, is seven o'clock on the dot. I'm in my job top. Like he, sure you, you know, like that. I, and I love that because I was a big Usher fan at the time. But that's just that's just an example, you know, just little things that he would do. And so I know that any man that comes to my life or I end up being with or married to is always going to be compared to him because he's just awesome. Shout out to grandfathers. Yeah, for sure. And uh, my grandmother, she is just somebody that has sacrificed a lot in her life. I won't go into super detail about that, but just the fact that she was always putting others before herself, raising not only me, but her siblings. You know, she came from a family Mm -hmm. of 10 kids. Um, You know, they used to have those big families back then in the 40s and 50s. And so she had 10 siblings and she's the oldest girl. So she had to take care of all of those kids and not really, you know, didn't go to college, didn't get to do the things that I got to do. And so I just feel like she is just admirable for putting her life on hold for others. It's a big sacrifice. It's a huge sacrifice. So shout out to them. I love them both. And I'm just going to continue to do the best that I can and make sure that they're always taken care of and show them my appreciation until until they out this thing, until we see each other in the next life. Shout out to the grandparents. So, Katrina, who are you giving your rose to or roses to? Like after that, I should be giving my rose to a family member. When you said for the first one, it's natural. And I was like, ooh, that wasn't natural for me. (laughs) I'm done with you. Mm, Hey, mm, listen, mm. I am who I am. What can I say? Okay. (laughs) I want to, oh gosh. I would like to give my roses to the family of Breonna Taylor. Because I feel like while George Floyd, Ahmaud Aubrey, like, yes, All of that was really impactful in 2020. Mm -hmm. Um, There was something about the Breonna Taylor story and maybe because she was a black woman um, that really just, I don't know, it got to me in a different way. And it just just felt so so personal and so real. And it it just, it hurt, if I'm being honest, it hurt. For sure. Um, Not just hearing the story, but then all the aftermath. And even, I think recently, there was just a story that came out that her her boyfriend um, was dismissed of charges. I think that just happened recently. Like, this is still something that they are still dealing with. Um, so my, my roses go out to Brianna Taylor's family, her people who are really just having to deal with the nonsense of America's police system and all the Say things that. that come with that and all of the, the trials and turbulations that we as Black folks continue to go through, but specifically for that family and all other families that are, you know, having to deal with this firsthand. So I think that's where my roses go this first time. That story just really impacted me in a lot of ways as a Black woman um, in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of all of the other racial drama that we were having to deal with. It just, that story has really just stuck with me. 
and I hold it just very close to my heart. And I feel like something happened. Like I shifted as a black woman in seeing that and experience mm-hmm. that. And yeah. So my roses go out to the Breonna Taylor family. May we keep saying her name because absolutely the way the new the way uh, media is set up, whatever the next trend is going to be, we'll go on to the next yeah. trend. And they so already forgot. Yeah. Um, and it's up to us to keep that our fallen soldiers legacies alive. Mm, absolutely. Well, that's another episode of Excess Baggage. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Excess Baggage Pod. That's Excess Baggage P-O-D. Be sure to like, subscribe, and review on the podcast app and Spotify. And remember to pack light and keep it tight. For sure.